ladies and gentlemen, today on We Create Music, we have Kevin Mayfield, a, 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 FKA a, a, Hot Hands a, 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 of Mayfield Creative Group. Yes, What's sir. good, my guy? What's good, man? I'm good, man. Good to see you, Yeah, bro. you too. All, as Thanks always, for having me. This you know it. Professional. You know it. I love it. That's right. Dope, man. That's how we, we do. We create music. I love it. That's bro. right. I love so it. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. Talk to us about how you got started. How I got started as a music producer, man. So uh, back in the day, my mom and dad were in the church heavy, you know, mm -hmm. so they were really mm -hmm. choir driven, music driven. My dad was a singer. So from all that influence, you know, I wanted to learn a little bit about music. So they got me keyboard lessons when I was a kid. Um, I had one lesson, you know what I mean? <laughs> and after that, it just kind of fell off. And then from that point, I think they bought me a little small Casio keyboard that I start making my own like little beats with. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really beats, it was just like stuff you just kind of hit like number 12 and you hit play and it was just like, and I would just like rap to yeah, it. Yeah, I remember those. You know those I had one of the, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like we did that. I had my own little rap group back in the day. My mom and dad, by the way, had six kids. I'm the oldest. So like I would have everybody like be in the rap group. <laughs> it was called uh, Salvation Army back in the day. So we did that for a while. Put on shows for my mom and dad. Uh, fast forwarding years later, um, I think I was in 10th grade in high school. I, I really wanted to learn like music, get to a studio. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about it. And then um, random guy, Craig Abadine, he had the studio in my school. He was like, yo, man, why don't you come through some time? He invited me, got the invite. Uh, he gave me FL Studio. Well, at this time, it was Fruity Loops 3. Yeah, Fruity Loops. He gave me Fruity Loops 3. He's like, yo, try this. Check it out. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I took the disc, brought it home, tried to work it. They had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and then he said, uh, he said, uh, I called him, I was like, yo, bro, like, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me like how to do this? He's like, bro, I'm not gonna tell you nothing. He was like, you gotta learn on your own. Mm. So he literally like, I think I thank God for that. Cause like, if I, he would have taught me, I would have kept his way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of caught me of like, taught me how to like, just maneuver on my own. So I learned that and man, from there, I've been on FL ever since and been producing for, you know, some dope artists and some dope opportunities. So. Mm -hmm. <sighs> That's how I got started for me, man. That's what's good, brother. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So you so you're originally from Philly. Yes. Moved to Atlanta about yes. a few years ago, right? 2016, September. Okay. This year. So what made you want to move from Philly mm -hmm. and to, to ATL? Uh just the opportunity down here. There's a lot, a lot happening. Um, and I was like, man, it's a lot musically happening I want to be a part of. Mm. I thought Philly, I did some good things in Philly. I just felt like kind of it, it ran its course for me and it kind of got dry mm -hmm. and I wanted to just experience something different and just kind of like refresh myself. Mm -hmm. So that's why we moved out here and also just wanted to kind of like, you know, just, just experience, oh, oh, cost saving too. You know, we wanted to true, like true. save some money. We had, we have two kids. It was like, maybe get a better school environment with a bigger house. Maybe we can kind of save some funds. And then at the same time, the music scene was dope down here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, let's do it. So it took us about five years to really like pull the plug and pull the, pull, pull the trigger. We did it. And then, um, yeah, I, we haven't looked back. And uh, mm -hmm. we'll miss, of course we miss the family and friends, but I mean, I really love Atlanta a lot, man. Good. You know, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. So let's take, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back. You're in Philly. I'm in Philly. You're yeah. doing music. Yeah. And you're getting, uh, some notoriety mm -hmm. and you're cooking up with, with people in Philly and doing music with people in Philly, right? So yeah. talk about your experience of working with uh, 
you know, cross movement and uh, ambassadors and, you know, that kind of uh, realm up in Philly. And just talk about some of your experience, how that relates to, mm-hmm. uh, to your musical journey. Yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to think how it, I, everything for me just kind of happened organically. Mm. Like it was literally me making beats in my mom's house, uh, telling people, yo, you should hear this, you hear this. Like, no, nah, that stuff is trash. And I'm like, nah, that sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. And I just kept on going, 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 mm-hmm. going. And then um, I think eventually I got like an opportunity opened up. It was like, yo, I want you to produce something for me. He heard mm-hmm. something that he liked. And I, I used to go to a lot of concerts and just like mm-hmm. hand out my B tapes or yeah. like, you know, yeah. do different things like that. And people will like either listen or not. And then I finally got one call from somebody which led to like the next person, then the next person. Mm. And then it finally led to like a cross movement, hearing my stuff. And then it was like, what? And I think I, it was at one point I was in college and I was mm. like still um, cooking up in, in, my, in my little apartment. And then I got a call from the troops manager at the time was Jesse Thompson. She called mm-hmm. me and she was like, hey, we want to do Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. she was like, hey, uh, we, we heard one of your tracks. We want to see, want you to come and we want you to. We want to use one of your tracks, so can you come down to Philly? My college about, my college was about an hour and a half away from Philly at the time. So okay. I was like in college. It's like, yeah, we want you to come down to the studio and let us hear some more stuff and try to work out this with you. I'm like, eh. so I, I told all my friends and kind of like, yo, they want to use my track, bro. Like we celebrated. We went to Rita's Water Ice. We just like we skate. I don't know. We did a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just so much fun, like just to know that, like. They wanted to use my tracks. It was like one of the amazing feelings, man. So mm-hmm. I did all that, and then it ended up getting two tracks with the truth, and then like I ended up going to uh, the Devil Awards in, in, mm-hmm. in um, Nashville, Tennessee. Went to an after party with like David Crowder and Kurt Franklin. Told me at the time I was so young, I didn't know how to like mm-hmm. handle the business side of it because I would have been networking and talking to people, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what to do. I just was, I just loved the music so much that I just right. making music, making music, making music, sending it out. And didn't even know how to fill out like an ASCAP like mm. sheet. You know what I mean? I would ask across women like, hey, like, how do you do this? Can you help me with this? And they would help me. But, you know, it just took some time to really learn the business. So I encourage anybody that's trying to get this, like, really, like, learn the business to not just your craft, but learn the business side. Because that's super important. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. Hey, man. Absolutely. <laughs> line, Absolutely. Like, make sure your stuff is locked. Yes. You know, I think a lot of people today kind of getting started in, in the music industry mm-hmm. are really just fascinated with what they kind of see on social media yeah. and not really want to focus on the business side. They get caught up in, oh, hey, I can just make beats yeah, and I can just put out product. But without understanding that there's a, there's a it's called music business for a reason definitely and there's a huge <laughs> business part of it that a lot of people are just i mean i'll just use they're just really ignorant about mm-hmm. you know because whether they don't read or study or go to conferences or whatever it may be yeah you know? so i think it's, Absolutely. it's for everybody i mean just as he said make sure you understand the music business definitely as a as a whole right definitely. what do you need to do as an artist as a producer to make sure all your stuff is locked in, whether it's your, you know getting your PROs right, whether it's getting your split sheets right, mm-hmm. your marketing. I mean, there's a lot more than just sitting in your your, you know, your cave making making beats. It's a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So FKA Hot Hands. FKA. So how did you come up with the name Hot Hands? Where did, <laughs> where did it originate from? Because you may not even assign it to yourself. <laughs> Man, that was that that came from high school. That was, that came from me like wanting to be a producer. Mm. Like I talked about me, meeting that guy in my high school that put me in the studio. 
um, after I started making some beats, I was like, man, I need a name. I need a name. So I would go around school with like, you know, paper and I wrote two names down and I had like people check off which one they think sounds <laughs> better. Like voting system. So I had hot hands and I had fire hands. And I said, yo, which one you like better? And everybody said, yo, hot hands. Hot hands. I said, yo, I'm hot hands. Moment. I'm fire hands. Done. <laughs> Done. So that's that's kind of where the name came from. And I think over time, I eventually like start to see like, wow, this name actually has some meaning. Because mm-hmm. like me being like a Christian and, and, and uh, believing in God, mm-hmm. um, when I when I read like Bible and scripture, I see that like when God wanted to like reveal himself, he revealed mm-hmm. himself through a lot of times like fire. fire. He spoke through yeah. the burning bush or he would like send fire. So like it to me it was like a sign. It's like, okay. Like God is in my, like his spirit is in my hands leading me as I make these mm. beats. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it became more of like a deeper meaning for me. Like, okay, it's not just hot because I'm like hot, but it, it's hot because like, I yeah. believe God is showing me how to do this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Through him. So that's what it came to, you know, at the end of the day, that that's what hot hands really meant. Um, and I think, well, I ain't gonna answer the next question, but I'll yeah. That's where I am. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. So <laughs> I was I was gonna say like why I kind of switched it. I think for me, um, I think high hands ran its course. Everybody's mm. but believe it or not, everybody still call me high hands. Like, yo, high hands, or they wanna mess with me, yo, sweaty bombs. I'm like, sweaty bombs, <laughs> oh, seriously? Sweaty bombs. Like, sweaty, sweaty bombs. T Y's, I that's you, boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think for me, like I did a lot in the Christian industry with hot mm. hands and people know the name. I just wanted to uh, start, just kind of start fresh um, mm-hmm. with my name and not having like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this guy, AKA my real name. I just want to be my real name and kind of mm-hmm. like make music that I really felt. And I know it will be not just making beats, but I will be, mm-hmm. be more like um, raising up artists and making my own music. And it was like a lot, a lot changed. It's like becoming like this producer with a name to like, AKA like a like a creative director because mm-hmm. like I'm I'm learning more than just music it's like I'm learning about this video thing I'm learning mm-hmm. more about like talking to people building up people building a team mm-hmm. like like kind of like a label but not you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and I think eventually my end goal I really want to like um, direct my own film like a movie okay you know and I think maybe all these pieces are coming together for me for me to like get all these aspects because you've been a producer mm-hmm. now you got to work with people now you got to learn the film aspect now you got to whatever else comes in play you know what i mean how to manage blah 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 so i think all these experiences in my life are just kind of like making that happen but but yeah so high hands is people you know people still call me that if they want but um it's kevin mayfield now and uh it's just time for a shift, man time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you want to still call me high hands people still do that's fine man. I, I have no offense to that but uh for me, we're trying to, you know, continue to move forward. So do you find that there's a, that there's more freedom in just using your name and just being you versus just being like locked into, locked into a name like Hot Hands? I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think some people um, could pull it off, you know, like Timbaland. That's not his real name, but he's still, he's still using that. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's still catchy. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's just, you know, really up to the person how you how you make it work. Like for yeah. me, I just thought I was a, I was maturing and I just didn't want to even though I had a spiritual meaning behind it, but I think from the front line people don't see that. People just see like, "Oh, you hot, man. You mm-hmm. like you hot." Like, you know what I mean? And that's cool, but I just wanted to kind of like 
change the uh, dynamic a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, People yeah. to get you out of just being a producer, high hands yeah, or yeah. DJ to like, you know, an actual, you could be like one of these moguls out here like mm-hmm. Diddy or Jay-Z where they just kind of like use their name and they own a bunch of companies. It's still mm-hmm. the music, but they do a lot other things that- Outside you know, of music. Outside of music. Right. That can make, so I wanted to kind of like just take the limits off. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just a producer, mm-hmm. but I can do a lot more. So that's that was the main reason why. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I kind of I kind of went through the same process, mm-hmm. right? And it just got to a point where I just didn't want to be locked in as Strict Nine or locked in as even one of my older names, Sick Beats, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to just be me, exactly, right? And just be Bevon for for me, mm-hmm. but to also be able to open up for different just different ideas, you exactly. know, whether it's the creation of. Uh, we create music, whether it's the doing film, whatever it may be, right? And so it's just not kind of being tied down or locked into one one thing. Exactly. I can be and do whatever I want to do. Exactly. And I guess you can kind of do that with, with whatever your name is. But mm-hmm. for me, it just was, this is where I find the most freedom because B-Vaughn is just, is just me. That's who you are. Right. That's who you are. Yeah, it's... And I think a lot of us, well, I know for me, I, like, in, in this season of my life, I've actually been struggling with, like, identity issues in a, mm. in a way. Like, just, like, if my music fails, and I feel like I fail. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just, like, so much a part of me that uh, it's just whatever happens to the music, you know, let's go up, and I'm happy. But if it's down, nobody's buying mm. beats, somebody cares no more. It's just like, dang. And it just, like, crushes me. Mm. So I'm learning how to, like, even get out of that, like, yo, that music is not my identity like it's my gift you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's for me to give back to the world but it's not me like i'm kevin mayfield i'm who god created and i have to learn about i'm so i'm, I'm at this point learning more about who kevin mayfield is Honestly, yeah. i'm reading like i am you know communicating i'm, I'm, I'm talking like better relationship with my marriage with my kids so i'm like mm-hmm. doing a lot more and i'm learning that you know, okay, Kevin, you're not you're not just the producer that was locked in a bedroom, you know, just doing beats and people want to be. It's like I'm learning. It's it's like forcing me to learn more about who Kevin Mayfield is, and you know how I can just kind of like live out my greatest potential in life. You know what I mean? Because I know it's a lot more than me than just like going being behind a computer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Making music, you know. Right. So, so so let's talk about a couple of things you said in there. So yes. the first thing is dealing with insecurities. Yeah. Right. I mean, do you think that a lot of people within this music industry kind of battle with identity issues as far as mm-hmm. it relates to to music? I think so, man. It's like hard not to, because if you like are consumed in this and it's all you like eat and breathe, then it's hard to like not. And especially you got social media yeah. where, you know, <laughs> I love what my pastor says, actually. He says, we got strong thumbs and weak souls. Ooh. You know what I mean? We just, <laughs> when I heard that. I said, bro, that hit me. Because all we do is look like, you know what I mean? We just look at, we compare, we look yeah. at everybody else's life. We yeah. see what they're doing. Like, dang, I wish I could do that. And we we don't even know we're doing it. We just kind of like subconsciously, just like stuff mm-hmm. is just getting in our mind. And we're just getting mad and jealous. And it's like, man, it's like, let me slow down on, on that aspect, mm-hmm. which is all good and stuff. But I think for a lot of us, it's easy to get caught up in that. I think it's so easy to get caught up. I think we, as music creators, always look at other people mm-hmm. and kind of look at where they are mm-hmm. and never really consider the journey that they were on to get to where they are. And so we don't really exactly. have a sense of the struggles, the pain, 
the sacrifice of things that they had to go through to exactly. get where they were. All exactly. we see is, yo, that person's right there. That's kind of where I want to be. <laughs> and then we How get jealous. Get yeah, yeah. And then we get jealous and we get upset. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. That's, <laughs> I'm on a different journey. Right. I'm on a different road than, right. than this person, right? Exactly. So, so I, I would agree. I think a lot of people within the music industry kind of deal with some type of identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Not just in maybe their identity as, you know, am I good enough? Mm -hmm. But just identity as trying to be something that they're not. They're not, yeah. And I think that plays a big part in what we kind of see on social media mm -hmm. as well. And it kind of gives you this uh, disillusion that people are something, but they're not really, mm -hmm. they're not really that. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think um, it's a big, it's a big issue right now. And I think, like you said, a lot of people just literally, you know, go on the internet, find who they like, mm -hmm. you know, and just try to mimic their life after that and do the same thing as they did to, to get where they are. But I feel like, you know, everybody has a different path. That's right. Everybody has a different journey as you said so you really have to find out like really who you are and for me i believe that's honestly going to the creator i'm like okay why did you create me like what's the point mm -hmm. of creating me i think in him you find like all of that you know what i mean and then you can come back and be like okay now mm -hmm. i got it from the manufacturer the creator now i know exactly so when you find that i think you kind of you're not sweet about okay he doing this but this is where i'm at because this is why he made me and so relaying that back to like finding out the purpose of something, you know, and, and not getting distorted in your mm -hmm. identity. I think the same thing can happen for music too. You know, I think yeah. um, music, there's an original intent or original purpose for music as well. You know, like I believe, you know, like music was created, um, you know, in heaven, you know, and I, I, it was there to to worship and glorify God. It, and, and then everything happened, the fall happened, and now music mm -hmm. is here. And it, it, music has a lot of different meanings, you know what I mean, to people. But I think the original intent was to do that. So I think one of my, I think as I experienced like who I am and kind of learning mm -hmm. my identity, I, one of my, I think one of my goals in life too is like restoring music back to the original intent of like why God created it. And that doesn't mean have to be like churchy or something music, but just kind of like just giving him um, honor in it, whether it's a tech, techno pop reggaeton trap like mm -hmm. whatever just making it dope but making it just you know going back to like give him what it's due you know what i mean yeah. so i think that's one of my main things and that's hence the fact worship wednesday yeah, is born yeah so let's talk about that yeah so so the concept behind worship wednesday and where it come from is yeah man so that's that's just another thing as i went from hot hands to kevin mayfield it was just a lot of things opened up for me mm -hmm. and it was like okay what can i do what's happening and an idea that's been big in my heart is like worship. I think a lot of people get like confused about what it is. And mm -hmm. especially people in the church, like they go to church, but when they say it's worship time, they just like think, you know, the lights get low and like the person on the piano, it gets real slow. Like, nah, that, like yeah. that's, people think it is, but it's like, to, I want to like debunk what that, mm -hmm. what it is. Cause, mm -hmm. cause worship is literally just like your lifestyle. It's like, what you do, not just on Sunday, like what do you do Monday through Saturday? Like, are you living the way you need to live for him? And it's like a, it's a deadly like sacrifice of like your own desires and what you want to do, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And just fighting your, your fuss constantly. But like, to me, that's worship. So I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to highlight that um, on Wednesdays and whether it's, whether it's through an interview, whether it's through me producing something, 
that has some type of uh, worship in it. And I'm actually mm-hmm. in a point where I'm trying to like revamp everything now. But okay. that's just like where I'm at with that. Worship Wednesday is just something I feel like he gave me and I wanted to somehow include my wife in it as well. Because I see a lot happening where like it's a shift of like working with your spouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I see a mm-hmm. lot of dudes doing that. Like, that's so dope. I want to include my wife because she, she definitely like works a lot. Um, and I want to just kind of include her. We can do something together where we can grow and we can build it together. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it was one of the ideas was like, okay, she can do this with me. We can go here with this. And she loves the interview actually. Like mm-hmm. she, her, one of her goals in life was to be like a, like a, I don't know. I'm just saying Oprah Winfrey because she's the one that came to my head. <laughs> but like an interview, like a real good interview person. You know what right. I mean? Like she wanted to do that. And she always talked to me like, hey, about other interviews. So I'm like, well, let's, this might be an opportunity for you to do that. So, yeah. you know. I'm I'm still getting clear on things of like, you know, I think I did one part of it. They're about eight, nine seasons. And now I'm at a point where I want to like revamp and kind of bring some other things to the mm-hmm. table. But it's like the more I do it, the more I grow, the more I learn. And it's for me to just like not be scared to make mistakes and just keep moving, you know? So that's Worship Wednesday, man. So stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. Good. Worship Wednesday. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you juggle doing all of that? Being a dad, being a husband. Woo. <laughs> and then you know how does that impact or even influence your ability to stay focused yeah. on the goal that you have yeah man it's 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 tough like, I ain't gonna <laughs> it's tough man and at the same time i i do work with um like a lot of engineering and mm-hmm. uh productions like behind the scenes of set building and like audio engineering yes i just got involved in that so it's not, like, to cut, not to cut you off on your yeah. own interview but i saw the whole john belly <laughs> thing that was dope yeah, yeah that was, yeah. That was a solid thing shout out to john belly man talented talented, talented artist talented guy he'll be um, on the show one day oh yeah oh yeah i believe yeah. it i believe it um so yeah it's like so so, do, so doing that and then my wife having a a, a very demanding job and then my kids mm-hmm. my daughter about to go to kindergarten in august and son and daycare and like being at the church i'm at victory church atl i am like the head of productions mm-hmm. running a team of like 10 or 12 people on the audio visual set uh set stuff and um doing worship wednesday being a producer like all that stuff man yeah. it's 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 a lot man so one of the things that um me and my wife do we take time uh and have like marriage counseling with our pastors mm-hmm. and a group of us it's probably like every once a month so we get to do that kind of get away from the kids and kind of like just try to refocus everything and one thing my pastor always says is like you know always have a um it's not even a it's not even a balance like you just got to find that healthy rhythm mm-hmm. you got to find that rhythm where everything just kind of like works you know like works well and so it's not everything gonna be not gonna be perfect but yeah, i think yeah. one of the things for me i try to do is write stuff down try to have a plan of like what i can see because if i don't my head is literally mm. everywhere. I'll forget stuff and stuff will be everywhere. So I think for me, it's just like writing down, you know, the dates when I need to do this with my wife or mm-hmm. writing down when I, when I work, when the kids is this. Okay, I set day for worship Wednesdays, recording this like this, planning meetings and just have it set. So, and people come to me like, yo, can you hang out with me? Yo, we going to movies tonight. Can you come? I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I'm already planned out for like three weeks. Three weeks. Bro. Like, uh, I can't and like that you can now I'm like bro like if you want to be like you know if you want to make it and and, and and be successful you gotta like have a plan man. it takes work and it takes work you yeah, can't just like right. wing it you know 
and that's and that's something I'm I'm getting out of too because I, I think I naturally I like the wing stuff. Me too. I like wing <laughs> stuff. That's I, like, I just like all the flight. Whatever happens, you know. But let's and, go. But yeah, yeah. You you can't man. You really got to be intentional about what you're sure. doing. And um, but it's still like finding meaning in the moment to enjoy the journey mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's been a, it's, it's been a dope journey, man. Dope that's ride. What's up, man. I've been appreciating a lot. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Grateful, man. Absolutely. Grateful. That's what's good. That's what's yeah, good. Bro. Yeah. Okay, so let me go back a little bit again. Mm-hmm. Move from Philly. Yes. Now in ATL. Yes, sir. ATL has many, many opportunities for music producers. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, the music scene here within ATL and how you kind of have been utilizing uh, the opportunities that exist here to help further your career. Um, it's a great question, man. I actually, I feel like I could do a better job with that. Mm. <laughs> I moved down here. And my goal was like, yes, music opportunities is great in Atlanta. And everything just kind of like switched on me. Mm. And I was like, okay. Like, so I find myself honestly, honestly not even going to a lot of events. Mm. A lot of events that I've been going to was been like a, a, a great connection through my friend Zion. Shout out to Zion. Um, she's been a really good resource for me to kind of like go to different events and have people in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally... Man, I, I feel like I still struggle trying to find that like time to to really do it. And I think another part of me is like deep down the side that I probably like never really share or probably I don't know, never really care to share. But I feel like I've been to a lot of these networking events, mm-hmm. and a part of me is like I don't want to go to another <laughs> one. I don't want to act I, like. You're not going to give me the information I really need. Mm. Like You're going to give me an email that you don't check. Mm. I feel like I've been through this so many times. And I feel mm. like a part of me is like, all right, instead of me like trying to chase you, it's like, let me just work until like they see what I'm doing. They come to me. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where I'm at in my head in a way. Like, okay, okay I want to go. But and I understand. I'm, and I'm not saying don't network. Like, please do. You know what I mean? But I think for me, I think my focus is like shifted a little bit. So yes, I am <clears throat> I am gonna do better at going to events. I think it is important for your face to be seen and people just kind of get recognized of who you are and mm-hmm. talk to people because you never know. It's really about relationships. Yeah. At the end yeah, of the yeah. Day. You know what I mean? So I do get that part, but I think a part of me sometimes, just for me personally, like I assume that I meet somebody and my world is gonna change the next day. And, it, and, it could though. You know, it could. It yeah, could. It could. It could. And um you know, but I think for me, it's just like get just focusing on like what I'm good at and mm-hmm. like how I'm changing and like kind of embrace that journey. And like while I'm doing that, yeah, still network stuff, but like yeah. don't make my like like my focus on like okay, I'm gonna go out and network, and because of that, something's gonna happen because that like I just have to really know that like I'm work like I'm doing what I got to do over here first, right? And then when I network, like I will feel better. I won't feel like. Cause sometimes I network and I'm like, yo man, we gotta get up. I got all this stuff for you. And I'm like, oh yeah, send me some stuff. I'm like, cool. And I go home like, oh, I gotta make like five beats. I, <laughs> you got- I, I ain't prepared. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm focused on like preparing. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like if you get to that point, you're not ready. Sometimes the opportunity you miss it. Sometimes you do miss it. You know what I mean? Because, because you kind of put yourself out there first. Like, hey, I got stuff exactly. in there. Exactly. You're like, okay, cool. Send me some send stuff. Me and you're stuff. like, like I gotta go home. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send you some stuff. Yeah. Let me make it first though. Exactly. Right. And so I'm you like, kinda right, put the like, cart before the horse. That's what you got records waiting on me. Like, and then you gotta, you know, yeah. so for me, I found out for me, like I do that a lot. And it's like, Kev, if you wanna network the appropriate way, I think you got it, you have to be prepared. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you have to be prepared. If you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. So when I went when I go to these events, if somebody if I meet somebody again, they're like, yo, man, you got stuff on me here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a whole photo. We just hit play. You know what I mean? We got records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like that's kind of where I want to be. Um, <clears throat> I want to be, and you know, so it's like that thinking, and then like, um, you know, just me, mm. just like continuing just to get better. Like I, 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 you know, we talked about balance earlier. Yeah. You know, I said like the rhythm. I'm trying to get this rhythm, but you know, right now it's just you know working. Uh, taking the kids to school, you know, wife gets home like late and then I'm like feeding the kids and then like they go to bed then I spend time with my wife and then I like, the energy that I have, I go down in the basement and try to like create what I can and mm-hmm. then, you know, I try to just work around that and then I just try to plan stuff accordingly. But, uh, ah, okay. you know, so like if, if there's a dope event that I feel like, all right, I really need to get there, get there then I'll like try to prepare event in advance. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I know this person's going to be there. Let me try to, Create yeah. stuff and just have a little yeah. USB drive or something. I can just like, yo, yeah. you know what I mean. But um, so that's that's the only thing. Just preparing, I think, before I get to these events. Yeah. But uh, to answer your original question, I can do better at getting to these <laughs> events because I do get something like, oh, I'm gonna leave the house, man. It's eight o'clock. You know, watch I'm like leaving, man. I'm watching something like yeah, Netflix. Like, you. Yeah. Keep me on the couch, man. You keep me watched, <laughs> chilled up with my wife. We just watching some movie, Triple Triple Frontier. Oh, we was like, I'm like, yes. So I'm like, I was like, I was for the call somebody too. I was like, bro, my bad. I'm sorry, watching this movie. I can't even call you, man. I'll call you in like uh, tomorrow. Oh, Netflix again. Netflix again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm going to give myself a shameless plug because there's going to be a series that's going to come soon from We Create Music hey, on networking hey, at music events. Hey, That's right. Starting to work, so it'll be hey, coming sometime soon on even some of the things you just said. You know, making sure, okay, a particular person's at that event. Yes. How do I prepare to meet and engage with that particular person? Yes. What are some of the tools that I need in order to be effective at these music conferences and events and things mm-hmm. like that? So mm-hmm. it's coming, trust me. Look out. It's, it's yes. Look out. Absolutely. So what you been working on lately? Working on lately. Um, Besides all the other stuff you've been, all the other stuff. Right. Um, working on getting myself more organized. Um, you know, just to like I said, prepare myself for these networking things. So like, uh, um, I actually never did this. I used to just make music, mm-hmm. and then just have like a big folder of beats. Now I had I start like organizing my stuff as like as far as genres. So like international stuff, mm-hmm. trap stuff. Kanye sounds stuff like Kanye sounds. I put stuff. like Kanye ish. That's my name for the Kanye ish, epic stuff, cinematic mm-hmm. stuff. Like I got like folders where I could just. If somebody want to come over, oh yeah, you want some cinematic? Boom, and we got a bunch of beats that like fall into that line. Yeah. So I'm like learning to organize myself and learning. Um, <clears throat> oh, working on obviously we already talked about this, but Worship Wednesday just kind of revamping that. Uh, actually about to work on a documentary about um, just to dig deeper into like my life. Uh, what I'm going to do is the end goal is to come out with a five five song project mm. called The Gym Volume 2 and it's going to show me like physically 
in the gym, like getting, you know, stronger, getting bigger, getting healthier. Cause I feel like a lot of my energy is like lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's probably cause I eat a lot of fast food. So <laughs> I'm like cutting fast food in July, except Chick-fil-A, sir. Huh? Uh, <laughs> That's from heaven, man. What you going to do? <laughs> it's like manners. What you going to do? Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll be doing a documentary about, like, my physical growth mm-hmm. and then also my spiritual side. Like, just kind of like, you know, fight the good fight of faith. Like, how you going to yeah, fight man. when you don't train? You know, how you going to contend if you don't train? So, it's like showing that side, but then showing the physical side. So, I'm going to try to do, like, a documentary, like, mm-hmm. kind of keeping y'all, like, kind of showing y'all my life. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, when it's done, you'll get, like, a... a, a project out of it so stay that's tuned on that stay tuned stay tuned that's what's up that's what's up yeah man so last and final question yes what advice would you give someone coming into into this music industry um so many things i can say so many things i can say but i think the main thing that uh i'm learning which is huge is just man finding your identity um really uh in this in this whole thing because everybody is not meant to do the same thing everybody has their own fingerprint and their own design and i would say man like if you're not plugged man get plugged you know with god get plugged with the creator just to really like learn because you'll really learn like yourself out of that and i think from there man you really can't go wrong as far as like the path for your life in this in this in this music thing um Outside of that, like, yo, consistency, like, stay mm-hmm. consistent with it. Like, don't give up. When I started, I just was working. People said it was it was trash. And I was like, what? You crazy. Like, my mindset was just like, what? You, you smoking, bro. Like, what? Yo, stay consistent. Uh, and, uh, man, don't don't lose that zilla by it. Don't lose that passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't let comparison or hate get in. Like, if you know this is what you need to do, Yo, stay at it. It'll happen. It'll happen. It may not happen the way you want it. And that's that's what I learned too. Like I had a plan of my own, like this is how I wanted it to happen. But it may not happen that way. You just gotta like go with the journey mm-hmm. and man, stay stay the course. Stay the course. That's what's up. Yes. Um Yes, sir. Hot hands. <laughs> <laughs> Strict nine. <laughs> it has been a pleasure, brother. Oh, absolutely, man. it's been uh, amazing, man. Absolutely. So one of the, one of these days we have to have you back on the show, yes. just kind of talk about some uh, different things, some different things I have planned for the things that I kind of want to do with the show. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, man, keep up the good work, brother. Thanks, man. Absolutely, you too, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate absolutely. y'all too, man. You guys are awesome, man. <laughs> we don't get yeah, much love up. back there. Yeah, stay out. The camera guys here man. in the back. I appreciate amazing. y'all. I do y'all job. They are amazing camera. Type for y'all. Camera operators. <laughs> I raised them myself. Yeah, I love it. That's right. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. All right.